0: Y'all, M M-O-G-R. T R, we're back at it again. We are in James, and I am going to be reading from James 3, and I'm going to get into it. All right, Lord, I just pray of your word, Father. I thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. Um, We just pray that we hear your word, be doers of your word, Lord, we just pray that your word speaks to those who are listening. In the mighty name of Jesus. So I'm going to be reading from James 3 We're going to be talking about just one or two things tonight I'm not going to have y'all long. I just want to talk about this And I really want y'all to stay with me while I go through James Right? Um, if you got your Bible, you can turn to it You can follow along, I'm going to read it out loud But um, yeah, I pray that you guys are getting this on this Saturday night Going into Sunday morning Alright, so I'm going to start off by just reading the chapter uh, James 3 verse 1 It says Not many should become teachers My brothers Because you know that we will receive a stripper judgment For we all stumble In many ways If anyone does not stumble In what he says He is mature Able also to control the whole body Now if we put bits Into the mouths of horses So that they obey us We direct their whole bodies And consider ships, though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how small fire sets ablaze a large forest. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness, is placed among our members. It stains the whole body, sets the course of life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. Every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish is tamed and has been tamed by humankind, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Blessing and cursing come out from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can salt water spring yield fresh water. Who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from down, come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. Ooh. That's a lot right there now, nah, ain't it? That's a lot right now that nah, ain't it? So that was James 3. In short, what James is talking about in this chapter and just overall view before I get into it. All right, it's a lot, it's a lot to you. He starts off by talking about the tongue, right? And talking about how the tongue is such a small part of your body, but yet it controls your whole body. Then he goes from talking about the tongue and the dangers of the tongue and descriptions of the tongue. And then he goes into talking about wisdom. So this is one of the things, and I'm going to take my time with this, right? One of the things I always want to do And encourage everybody else to do. Is don't stay at the surface level. Don't stay at the surface level of what you read. You have the spirit of the living God inside of you. For those who believe in the risen Christ. You have the spirit of the living God inside of you. Right? Who can break down this amazing word. Do not stay at the surface level of the word. So we're going to go a little bit deeper. I'm not saying it's as deep as we can go. I'm just revealing what God revealed to me while I was having Bible study um, with my wife. Now, I'm going to reference a couple of things from the first 12 verses, but I want to focus on the end part of verse 3, where it's talking about wisdom, and that's verses uh, James 3, 13 through 18. And this is why I say first, you have to break down what it is you're reading. Okay, so starting in verse 3, a question is asked. That question is, who among you is wise and understanding, right? So James is asking you. I would say this question is more rhetorical because he knows the answer. The answer is none of us. But I ask myself this question as I'm reading who among you is wise and understanding, right? Who among you is wise and understanding? And then it says, by his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. So wait a minute. You're saying my conduct is a reflection of the works that come from the, the, in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. Wait a minute. So my conduct, my behavior the way I do things, so you're asking me who's wise and understanding and in the same, and in the next sense you said, but by my good conduct he should show that his works are done in the gentleness, right? The gentleness that comes from God. So, what I do is go back up to verse 1 but before I say that in James chapter 1 it says those who are uh, need wisdom, who lack wisdom ask God, right? So I want y'all to remember that. Those who lack wisdom should ask God who gives generously and unregressively, right? There are so many scriptures in the Bible where we call God wisdom. We don't say God has wisdom. We say God is wisdom, right? So I want y'all to remember all of those things while we're talking about this. God is wisdom, right? God is wisdom. And I want you to also understand that early in the book of James, in the first chapter, it said, "Of oh, those who lack wisdom, should ask God, who gives it generously and ungrudgingly." Right? All right. Um. That we, we, that was um. James three thirteen. When I was talking, to, when I asked that question. So now, controlling the tongue. So after reading verse thirteen, what was asking me? Who among me is wise and understanding? And it also said, But by my conduct should my work show the gentleness of wisdom. I said, conduct? Well, let's go back to the first. Let's go back to the first verse, right? I'm verse, I'm sorry. It says, For we all stumble in many ways, right? So he's letting you know we all stumble in many ways. Yet, if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is mature able also to control the whole body. Hmm. So, if you're asking me, right, the reader, who among me is wise and understanding, but by my good conduct he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom, that's letting me know that my conduct will be reflected, my behavior will be reflected by how I'm able to control this tongue. See, one thing I want everybody to understand is, is that you're you 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 don't want to just assume that the the writer um that well God is the author, but the person who's writing is going from one topic to another. It all coincides with one another. So you start off talking about the tongue and, and how the tongue is like a fire and this and that, and then you start talking about wisdom. So you're telling me what wisdom is and what wisdom isn't all in one chapter. So if my conduct and my behavior, let's meditate on that for a second. My conduct and my behavior is based on how I'm able to control my tongue. I use the Bible as references to back up what I just said. Because it talks about how you put the bit in the horse's mouth, and if you can control the horse's mouth, you can control the horse's whole body. Right? It talks about the small rudder. where well, this ship, right, is pushed and moved by waves and winds, but yet who controls the rudder controls the boat. So, who controls the tongue controls the body. So, what does that mean, Chris? What if I do something, right? What if I do something and I don't say nothing at all? Well, see, this is what I love about the Bible because it leaves, it leaves no table unturned. Because in that next verse, it starts talking about what wisdom is It says, but if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, right? Don't boast and deny the truth. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let's go back to what it says about the heart. Because see, in Luke 6, 45, it talks about the heart. What happens in the heart? You pretty much act out in the flesh, or what flows out your mouth flows from the heart, that's that's all based in Luke 6, 45, right, and when Jesus was teaching. So, it goes on after the comment says, don't boast and deny the truth, Well, see, this is what I love about the Word of God so much, what I love about the Word of God so much is that it brings back so many other scriptures to my mind. Scriptures being as in God saying he is the way, the truth, and the light, right? And in this scripture, it says, such wisdom does not, it says, I'm sorry, it says, but if you have bitter and envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the truth. See, you're getting all this. You're getting all this from a, 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 a chapter that's talking about something that you would have just stayed at the service level. Oh yeah, James, James is telling me about my tongue. He telling me about my tongue. But if you, if you don't take advantage of the opportunity to go deeper with the spirit of God, you're gonna miss so much confirmation in so many other things, right? You will miss so much confirmation. Please be with me, right? So now I know my conduct, my behavior, if I'm not showing gentleness that comes from wisdom, wait a minute now, Gentleness that comes from wisdom. A lot of you are struggling with being gentle. How do I be gentle? How do I treat my wife or my spouse gently? Are you calling on the wisdom of God? Because, see, wisdom produces gentleness, right? Because, see, without wisdom, you cannot control your tongue. Without the wisdom of the Lord, you cannot control your tongue. If you cannot control your tongue, you cannot control your body. If you cannot control your body with the wisdom given to you from the Lord, then you cannot be gentle. Right? Is, is you with me? I don't know if you're with me because I feel like I'm getting something from this. I pray you is too. Right? Verse 15. It says, Such wisdom. Does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, the money. Okay. Okay. So James is saying, oh, it's wisdom out there. Right? It's wisdom out there, right? But that wisdom don't come from above. See, see, these are the key words that we miss a lot. He said, "Such wisdom," meaning the wisdom that he describes, that in, in verse fourteen about envy and selfish and bitter, ambition and bitterness that come from the heart, that don't come, that does not come from God, right? That does not come from above. So, if that does not come from above, he said, it is earthly, it is unspiritual. And he said, it is demonic, right? So that means that you have people that have what we call earthly wisdom, right? Unspiritual, demonic wisdom. Yeah, the things that you do every day, when you're not getting wisdom from God, who are you getting your wisdom from? And if you are not receiving wisdom from the Lord, then any other wisdom, he broke down in three specific uh, examples: It's earthly It's unspiritual And it's demonic Right? One of my favorite uh, Somewhat favorite sayings Is when they say I was praying the Holy Spirit gave me a download Well In order to download something It has to be coming down from somewhere So when God gives wisdom He downloads it Into you through his spirit Because good wisdom comes from above, right? So in the next verse, it says, and I'm not going to hold y'all. It says, for where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder and every evil practice. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, There is disorder in every evil practice. Do y'all remember earlier in verse 14 when he said, But if you have bitter and envy and selfish ambition in your heart, right? So this is why I say the word leaves nothing unturned. So in verse 16, it's saying where there is envy in your heart, and selfish ambition in your heart, there is disorder in every evil practice. So the practicing of evil that we do, it starts in our heart, right? The disorder, it says disorder and every evil practice. So you are already out of order before you start practicing the evil because it lives in your heart. So all the things that he just spoke about it lives in the heart. But remember, the question was, who among you is wise and understanding? Did it not say earlier that right by his good conduct he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom? It just sat up there and told you that the wisdom of the wisdom that the wisdom that produces bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast on that, and then it's not the truth. Because that does not come from God. So everything that starts, that is not a God start, it's in your heart. The evilness is in your heart. The disorder is in your heart. Your disorderly conduct, it starts in your heart, right? It starts in your heart. And then every evil practice. See, when you have disorder in your heart, then you can't control your tongue. If you can't control your tongue, now you can't control your body. Now you are here in every evil practice, right? Heart first, out of the mouth, dysfunction of the body, right? That's how it's worked. It starts in the heart, the bitter, envy, selfishness. It starts in the heart, and the heart produces disorder. When your body is not in order, you can't control your tongue, which steers your body into every evil practice. It's right there. It's right there. I'm telling y'all. It's right it's it's right there. It's right there. Right there. I've never had something revealed to me like that before. And how the Lord revealed that to me. But see, as I was saying before, I've never been the type of person that liked to tell you what you're doing wrong and then not tell you how to do it right. And the Lord is not that type of father either. See, even though he just told you what's wrong, now in verse 17, he's going to tell you how we get it right. In verse 17, it says, But the wisdom from above is first pure, Then peace-loving, remember that, first-pure, first-pure, I'm going to take my time on you. I'm going to take my time on you right now because you need this. But the wisdom from above is first-pure. How many of you feel like just because you was convicted... That it was not a pure feeling. Let me rephrase that. Conviction is pure. Conviction is pure. Meaning that is God convicting your heart. That is God convicting your heart. It is pure. So for for for, for some of you who saw my video on my page where I was talking about how God convicted me to clock in and out for lunch on time. Did my flesh want to do that? It did not. But that was a pure feeling. Even when you don't want to, when you are doing what's right in God's eyes, you feel good about it at the same time. So even though your flesh wanted to take a little 15 extra 20 minutes on your break or, or what have you, especially those little 15-minute breaks, y'all be killing them. Them little 15-minute breaks y'all get, y'all be, y'all, y'all be killing them. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't take 15. Minutes. Your 15-minute break start the moment it start. It don't start when you get to the car. It don't start when you light up your cigarette. It don't start when you want your food, right? So, when you're convicted of something, whether it be the example I gave or not, conviction is pure. Because it is the wisdom, right? It is the wisdom of God telling you, we don't do that. We don't do that. See, remember what I said earlier. Earthly wisdom It's unspiritual and demonic, right? Meaning anything that's giving you wisdom that does not come from above, it's not of God. If it's not of God, then you already know who it's from. So when you have those coworkers or those friends that's telling you, yeah, you know, uh, we're going on our 15 minute break at three o'clock and then it's it's three o'clock and now it's 3.14 and you need to be walking back to the flow, You still see people outside talking about the Grammys. You still see people outside talking about Krishan Rock, new blue face tattoo. You still still see people outside talking about what happened on Instagram. And why Ari took money back, your back. You start seeing, at 315 you need to be back. Right? And even though everybody else is still outside, come here even though everybody else may not be reprimanded, God has already convicted you with his pure wisdom. Right? And even though it's going to feel like it's killing you to just go back to the flow on time, you are going to feel a pureness over you when you are doing the right thing. As much as I want to take an extra look 25 on the 15, like Leslie just said. I feel so pure when I clock out on time and clock back in on time. It's just a pureness I feel. So wisdom from above is first pure, then peace loving. There's nothing about wisdom from God that's not going to be peace loving, right? Right? Not, nothing from God that is not going to be peace-loving. All wisdom from above is peace-loving. See, what 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 is peace-loving? First of all, peace means freedom from disturbances. It means tranquility. That's what peace means. Free from disturbances, tranquility. Freedom means free, I mean, peace means freedom from disturbances, tranquility, right? So the loving wisdom of God is trying to free you from disturbances, right? Let's go back to the 15-minute break example, right? God is trying to let you know, look, this wisdom is going to help you out because one day, one day you get caught taking a, a little bit extra time. It's going to be a disturbance in your paycheck when you get walked off the job. It's gonna be a disturbance in your work life when now they gotta watch you because they've been seeing that you've been taking extra time. Right? So, 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 so let's do it. You like my shirt? Aggie Prod. Let me stop. <laughs> so, then it's gentle. Oh, we back at gentleness again. So, good wisdom that comes from above is gentle. It's gentle. God is gentle. It says also is compliant. And this is the part I love, right? So, another word from compliant is acquiescent, right? Acquiescent means to be in agreement with the rules. I'll give it to you short and simple. Right, So what about God's wisdom Is acquiescent What about God's rule is acquiescent what, what rules God's laws Meaning God will never give wisdom That go against his own laws Right but Chris I thought we don't live Under the law What do you mean we don't live under the letter of the law We are free in Christ Jesus right But yet our character Is still modeled after him who perfected The law Meaning I'm sorry walk perfect in the law So even though we are not under the letter of the law, we are walking free with his spirit to walk as the perfect one walked, right? So even though we could not upkeep the law, we still, by faith in what we believe, carry ourselves as Jesus carried himself. By one, loving one another as we love ourselves and loving no other God but God and serving no other God but God right so so follow what i'm saying god's wisdom is acquiescing with his law it reminds me of what paul said when paul said i didn't know what sin was till the law came so paul said i don't even i didn't even know what sin was till the law came because see god is pure and holy so in order to show us what how we wasn't pure and holy he gave us laws Right. He gave us the the, the law of Moses, the the law of Moses showed us, right? The law of Moses showed us that from God, he said, this is the law. If you do any of these things, then then you're not, then you're not of me. And once you have broken one of the laws, you've broken all of them. So even if you're trying to say, well, I, I don't do that. I don't do that. Oh, dang, I do that. Uh, broke one, broke off, right? So that, 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 the, the law, right, is good. The law is good, but we could not keep it. So the law is good. We could not keep it. But the law is a reflection of who God is. So everything God is saying in the law that we should not do, that means God is not like that. God is holy and above reproach, right? So when he gives wisdom, right, his wisdom is not going to go against his law. It's not going to go against who he is. So I uh, the, the most popular saying y'all love to say is test the spirit by its fruits. So we're gonna get there. But let's 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 stay on wisdom, right? If you got a friend, a partner, a homie, a homegirl, and they'll believe in Christ, we're talking about believers in Christ. We're talking about believers in the risen Christ. We're not talking about nobody who does not believe in the Lord our God. So, because we already talked about what they to is. It don't come from God. It's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. It says it right here in the Word. Verse 15. If you have a, a friend that's a believer, and that friend comes to you and says, man, I was praying, and God told me that that woman is my wife and that woman is married. So God told me to wait, because that's gonna be my wife. What? Hold on. Wait, what? Who? Sir, what did you just say? You said God told you that woman is your wife and she's in the whole marriage. God told you that somebody else's girlfriend is your girlfriend, somebody else's husband is your husband. Somebody else's man is your man. God told you that. God didn't tell you that. And I can bag that up because what we have to understand is, when we understand that wisdom is acquiescing with the rules and the laws of God, then when somebody is coming to us telling us what God told me, you automatically know God didn't tell you nothing like that. God didn't tell you nothing like that. I can see if you said, oh God put it on my heart to move to Texas, okay. I ain't got no, God put it on my heart to move to California, it ain't nowhere in the word that I could, you know, maybe God did tell you that. But when they start talking about morality and things that go against the character of God, oh God didn't tell you nothing like that. And we have to start challenging our brothers and sisters when they feel like they've heard such wisdom. If you have somebody come to you and say, man, y'all feel like God told you something and you know for a fact that goes against God's word, you need to tell that brother in love. Hey, man, I don't think God, I don't, it's not, I don't think God would not tell you nothing like that because in his word, he says X, Y, and Z. And what you just said goes against the uh, the wisdom of God, which can't be wisdom because all God's wisdom is acquiescing with who he is who his character is, what his laws say, all right? Then it says that wisdom is full of mercy. Y'all, we really gotta start understanding what words mean and not just assuming what they mean because when you actually see a definition of a a word, you be like, oh man, that makes so much sense now. Mercy is pretty much uh, forgiving the debt, right? Forgiving the debt, right? So, what does it mean when it says God's wisdom is full of mercy, right? So, and and I'm going to take my time with this. When you say full of mercy, and mercy is basically like not giving somebody what they deserve, you know what I'm saying? Not allowing them to to pay for what they should have paid. It's like somebody stole from you, and, and the person goes to court. And instead of making them pay you back, you forgive the debt. So, why would it say wisdom is full of mercy? Why would it say wisdom is full of mercy? Right? Because the wisdom of God, it keeps you. The wisdom of God, it keeps you, y'all. It, it, it keeps you from... What's the word I'm looking for? Mm, it's right on the top of my head. That word is on the top of my head. It'll come to me. Wisdom is full of mercy. And it said, wisdom is full of mercy and good fruits. Good fruits. Good fruits. Remember that. Full of mercy and good fruits. You ever heard somebody pray out, Lord, just have mercy on my life. Lord, I just pray mercy over my life, right? Lord, just have mercy over my life. So when God gives us mercy, if his wisdom gives us mercy, that means that his wisdom is keeping us from having to pay something that I already been paid for. Jesus already paid the price Jesus has already paid the price so his wisdom is full of mercy I'm going to give you the wisdom to keep you out of those situations that's already been paid for I'm going to give you the wisdom to stay out of those situations that I have already paid for gave you wisdom. I didn't just come, pay the price of sin, get on the cross and say, believe in me, I sent my spirit to give you wisdom, to show you how to continue to walk as I walked. My wisdom is merciful and good fruits and it's unwavering. Wait a minute, unwavering. What is it unwavering in? Remember what I just said wisdom is acquiescing so it's unwavering when it comes to the laws of god god's wisdom is unwavering when it comes to the laws of god right meaning that it, 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 he's not he's not he's not walking on no you know what i'm saying he ain't walking on no plane it's unwavering if god law says this his, he's not going to give you wisdom that goes against who his, he who he is he's not going to give you wisdom that go against his law He's not gonna do that. And it says finally without pretense, right? Pretense is basically making something sound true that's not. So like when y'all be trying to hurry up, and get off the phone, stuff like this, or y'all be trying to hurry up, and get out of situation. You could be in a room with somebody, and then you get a phone call like, oh man, I gotta take it. this is really important, and you step outside. You have everybody thinking that you had to take an important phone call. That's why you left and he ain't talking to nobody important. You ain't talking to Shad Red, Michelle, or go. You ain't talking to nobody important. You just lie. Make something seem true that is not. That's what pretense is. Make it something seem true that it's not. And God's wisdom is without pretense. Meaning, God is not going to tell you something that sounds true, but it's not. If God tells you something in wisdom, True godly wisdom, you could take that to the bank. It's good. It's good. True godly wisdom, you could take to the bank. Cash it. No return, no bounce check. No bounce check. It's without pretense. But also remember in verse 17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compli- uh, compliant, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering without pretense. If that's what wisdom is, and God is wisdom, God just gave you a full synopsis that your finite mind can understand of who he is and character. So whatever you think God is, Whatever you think the type of person God is, whatever the devil try to make you, picture he try to get you the paint of your Lord and Savior, the enemy is wrong. God is pure, peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering, without pretense. That is a part of God's character. That is who he is. He is truly holy. And in this last verse, it says, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. That will that word fruit again. See, in verse 7, it says that wisdom is um, full of mercy and good fruits. Then in verse 18, it says, And then, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Okay, so that means that wisdom produced the fruit of righteousness. Right? You always saying you want to test somebody by their fruits. Is righteousness on your checklist? Has this person shown you anything righteous about them? Let me tell y'all something. Let me learn, cause am going gonna tell you something, and I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna be real with you. I never used to judge a person on how they treated me. I've always judged a person. On how they treat other people, right? Cause see, you can fake it with me. You can make you can you can make me believe you, whoever your representative show up as. But how you treat other people is gonna tell it all. That's the real tell-all story. That's the real sit-down. How you treat other people. We always say the fruit of righteousness. Well, uh, uh, test the person by their fruits. Are you seeing righteousness when you test that spirit? Because he only nice to you. He only nice to you. He can't go, to he don't, his mama called, he need help, he don't go over there. He stay with his mom, when you go visit his house, when you go over there to his house and he stay with his mom, look at what she be saying. Look at what she be saying. But for you, you need to take out the trash. I can't get you to clean the dishes. I can't get you to wash your clothes. I can't get you to do all this. I'm over here begging you to do this and begging you to do that. And then y'all still be with the person. And then and his mama telling you, his mama telling you how he is. His mama telling you this. And then you still go be with the be with the fella. You still go be with the young man. And then when that representative uh, clock out and go on leave and find a new job, now you stuck with the same person who fruits God tried to show you when you went to his mama house. You fall for all of the things, you know. It, it, it's, it's no wisdom. It's no righteousness in this person. It's no. It's no. It's. It's no righteousness in this person. No righteousness. Righteousness is broad. You can be righteous in how you speak, talk, act. Righteousness is broad. Jesus did a lot of things. He had faith. You know, Abraham had faith and it said his faith was credited to him as righteousness. So righteousness can be, uh, uh, your faith could be a sign of righteousness. Do the person you talk to show a sign of faith? Is your friend showing a sign of faith? God is trying to give you the things that you prayed for as far as becoming the person who he always ordained you to be, and God is calling you to another level of faith, but you still hang around the faithless. Is that wise? Come on now. Is that wise? Is that wise? You, 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 you cannot sit up here and tell me that with all the wisdom God is trying to download into your spirit, you don't realize that you need to be testing the fruits of righteousness around the people that you're that you with. It's what a person is, it's the people around you uplifting. Right? You are a detriment to yourself. You are a detriment to yourself. Right? You are a detriment to yourself. You want to be at this level, but you're still hanging out with people doing the opposite of where God's trying to take you. You are still going in the, you are still, the Lord has been calling you to go deeper in your word. First of all, the Lord has been calling you to just read your word. He's just been calling you to just to just, just to just read your word. First thing y'all, was, oh, I gotta go deep. Can we just open up the Word of God first? Can we just use wisdom to open up the, God, the Word of God first, right? Can we just open it up? I'm gonna give a, a, a parallel example. That example is like this. Okay, when people decide. When people decide that they want to lose weight and they decide they want to work out, one thing I always notice is the first thing you do, you go buy all the workout gear. You go get all the workout gear that you can. You know what I'm saying? Then next thing you know, you hit the gym. First thing you do, you throwing on the heavy weights. You trying to do everything you see everybody else doing. And you feel good, but then the next day, paralyzed. Paralyzed. The next day paralyzed. Because the, the, the soreness really don't really hit you the day two. So you start to feel it a little bit day one, but that day two, no young drunk? That day two, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Paralyzed. I did it before. I, I, I've been there. Darn it, come lift my arms up. Because I just jumped in the gym. I'm going to put E45s on each side. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to... Boy, what? Can't bench nothing. Terrible. Get out the gym. Go back home. What are you doing here? Goodbye. Get out of here. Stop talking to me. So instead of jumping in the word... And, and, and automatically, I'm finna go deep. I'm finna go on the word. I'm finna go deep. Because I need to understand everything. Can you just open up your book first? Can you just open up your book? Shoot, you could just start with in the beginning. In the beginning, God, what? You can start with the gospel. Understand why you're saved. Read Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and John. You know? Some of y'all open up the word and let me find the scripture where God said he was black. Come on. Back to verse 18. And it says, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace So let me get this right Righteousness is a seed That's sown In peace By those who cultivate Peace I don't think y'all understand understand What, what was just said So first of all I want y'all to understand Something Before you can sow Right Righteousness is sown in peace Peace is the freedom from disturbance, tranquility. I said that earlier. Freedom from disturbance and tranquility. So you have to be in peace to sow peace. Oh, Lord, Jesus have mercy. I was trying to get off this live, but you you got me stuck. Now, you got to be in peace to sow peace. got so much drama going on in your life, Thompson. I'm just sowing peace everywhere I go. Girl, boy, pronoun, whatever you call yourself, be quiet, hush, over here talking about some, I'm over here sowing peace. You are not even in peace. You don't even have peace. And you Thompson, when you sowing peace, you gotta be in peace to sow peace. You gotta be in peace to sow peace. You're not in peace. You done lit that demonic sage up and you think that you you walk around your house? Oh, I'm just setting the atmosphere. Know what you're doing, you, You're setting up a, a demonic trap house. You got YSL, Jezebel, and BMS Bossman running all through the place. Right, you in peace. You around, you in pieces, man. Reese's Pieces, put you on the shelf. You know what you're doing. You, you, out here, you out here lighting up this sage. Uh, you got your shadow work journal. You over here reading your horoscope telling me I'm in peace. No, you setting up a demonic trap house. You setting up a demonic trap house. You got Bald, Boss, Ben and Jezebel running all praise throughout the house. Why, yeah, why SL Why SL Jezebel? That's exactly who you just invited over there. Why SL Jezebel? All in your house. All in your house. Sitting on your couch. Laying in the bed with you. And now you out here fighting San Rico charge of young thuggers. Right? You find, you find the same uh Rico charges as your thug is. Why? Because you don't know what true peace is. Y'all lighting this sage up, y'all doing all this stuff, inviting all these spirits into your house. Trying to create your own peace. You trying to create your own peace. When Christ is peace, when Christ is peace. How many of you, married or not, single or not, how many of you sat up here and anointed your home, rebuked, renounced, and denounced any unclean spirit, kicked out every unclean spirit that was in your house, remodeled your trap house back to a, 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 a temple, and asked the Lord, to send His spirit to just dwell in your home. One of the things I do before I leave my house, when I'm gone, when my wife has gone, I say, Holy Spirit, I know that you're with me, but I ask that your spirit just run freely through my home. I ask that your spirit just walk freely through my home while I'm away. I ask that you just take residence in my home. I ask that you just take residence in my place of living while I'm away. Right? Because one thing about it, if the Spirit of God is walking around this place, if he's in camp, angels around this place, I don't have to come back to a YSL trap house. I don't. Shoot, I need to anoint my house again tonight. It's been been a couple days you know just being real so you have to have peace to sow peace so if you if you're not if you want to produce fruits of righteousness first you have to receive peace from god what's peace free from disturbances what is causing disturbances in your life what is causing you not to have tranquility in your life Everybody's testimony is different. Everybody is, 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 is different. I'm talking about you. I ain't talking about JD. I ain't just talking about uh Cariel. I ain't just talking about Leslie. Every last one of y'all got something different going on. What in your life is causing a disturbance. We gotta get to the root of that. We gotta get to the root of that. What in your life is causing a disturbance? What is keeping you from being at peace? Is it money? You have enough money. I don't wanna talk about money. You got money should not be the topic of conversation. Money should not be the reason why you over here not at peace. You have money. But do you have stewardship? Come on. Come on. Like we're not doing that no more. It's it's 2024. Jesus is around the corner. He is about to get off 285 at any second. Well, I don't know that for sure, but I'm just Jesus is coming. We know that for a fact. Jesus is on the way. Jesus on the way. Stop all that. I'm coming against that spirit right now. We is not complaining about money no more in 2024. You got money. The same God that took fish, the same God that took bread, looked up to the heaven, and fed 5,000 people, and picked up 12 baskets. I'm not talking about money no more. I'm not doing it. You got money. Where's your faith? Stop being double-minded. Your father has cattle on a thousand hills. Everything belongs to God. Everything on this earth belongs. All the silver and the gold is God. You know why you don't have? It's because you let the devil take it. See, when you don't know what's yours, anybody can come get it. If you don't know what's yours, anybody can come get it. So all the stuff you're talking about, oh, the rappers and the reality stars and the actors and all the people that don't love Jesus, they just have so much. That's your stuff. That's your stuff that they're running around with because you don't claim it and go get it. When the last time have you prayed, Lord, bring back to me everything that's supposed to be mine. But understand something, stewardship. I'm not talking about million dollars, billion dollars, nothing. You have not because you ask not. And stop looking at what the devil doing with them. One thing I love what Cat Williams said in that Club Shay Shay interview was he said I don't want for nothing because anything I want I can have. If I don't have it it's because I don't want it also understand in wisdom who you are it's okay to not want a million dollars the world is trying to make you want a million dollars it's okay to not want a million dollars it is okay can i be honest with you while we're talking about peace and and i'm gonna get back to it but let me just be honest with you because somebody needs to hear this Somebody needs to hear this you don't have to be a millionaire to travel the world you don't have to be a millionaire to pay off a house you don't have to be a millionaire to drive what you want. You don't have to be a millionaire to put your kids to college. You don't have to be a millionaire to eat what you want to eat every night. You don't have to be a millionaire to see the world. You don't have to be a millionaire to do what God has called you to do. How many millions did Jesus have? How many millions did Solomon have? And Solomon tweaked out, but Jesus never tweaked out. Please understand something. The devil wants you to feel like you are not where you're at. That's where a lot of the disturbance is coming from. You don't have no freedom and no peace because you are being disturbed by something you don't even want. I'm going to give you an example. And, I, and, and and this is something God put on my heart. And I'm gonna share it with you. So listen to this example. So this 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 kid, right? He kept asking his dad. And he said, Dad, I want an Xbox for Christmas. He said, Okay, son, I'll get you what you want when you ask. So the kid, he always on the Xbox, 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 Xbox. What the kid did not know, is that the whole time, the dad was doing things to get his son to ask for an Xbox. He made sure his son was always around when the Xbox commercials came on. Every time they went out, he made sure he walked past one. He kept, put it in dropping things into his son's memory in his mind to make him ask for one and eventually the son ended up saying dad I want an Xbox right so when he said Dad I want an Xbox he said son I'll get you what you want when you ask for it so the the son is birthday Christmas whatever coming around coming around coming around and he just can't wait to get this Xbox right so a couple of weeks before his birthday his uh, the, the the son and friends end up coming over so when the son friend ended up coming over he brought his playstation so the son's friend kept telling the son let's just call the son Terry and a friend name is Fred Fred kept telling Terry hey Terry you see this playstation man you need this if you don't got a playstation you don't got nothing Man, look, I don't care what nobody told you, this is the best thing smoking, right? You need to get this PlayStation. It's everything. So after Terry heard everything Fred said, he went back to his dad and said, Dad, I want a PlayStation. He said, Dad, I want a PlayStation. The dad looked down and said, son, I'll get you whatever you want when you ask for it. He said, okay. So the birthday finally comes around and Terry's down there tearing up gifts. He just knows he's finna get this PlayStation. And after he unraveled all his gifts, he came down to the last box. And when he opened the box, it was empty. Terry jumped up in frustration. Dad, oh my Lord, I can't believe it. I said, I told you, Dad, that I wanted a, a, a PlayStation. And you said that you would get me whatever I wanted when I asked for it. He said, correct, son. I will get you what you want when you ask for it. Terry did not understand what God was saying or what his his father was saying. He said, but I asked for a PlayStation. He said, son, you asked for a PlayStation. That's not what you wanted. You wanted an Xbox and you allowed somebody else to change what you wanted. So whenever you ask for what you want, I will give you that. See what you have to understand was, it was always the father's will to get his son Terry an Xbox. He dropped hints and desires because he knows his son. He knows what his son would want. So he was willing to give his son the Xbox when he asked for it because he knows his son. But because Terry got influenced by Fred and what Fred had and what Fred told Terry he should want, Terry ended up missing out on an Xbox because he was seeking what somebody else told him he should have. I went all around that store to tell you this. What is it that God wants to give you that you want That you let somebody else convince you that you should not get that And you should get something else A lot of us are praying to God for things that we do not want And we're wondering why we have not received them Because one, God is going to give you what he desires to give you Because he knows you better than anybody else in this world And because God knows you better than anybody else in this world, he knows what to implement into your heart so that you can ask him for it, so he can give it to you. But when you start asking for things he knows you don't want, he knows you don't need, and he knows the influence behind you asking for it, you're not going to get it. So we are not talking about money no more in 2024. In Christ, you have everything that you need. We are focusing on what is it in your life that is causing disturbances for you to not have peace because in order for you to sow peace you have to be in peace. In the last part of that verse it says those who cultivate peace. So in order to sow peace you have to be in peace By those who cultivate peace. Understand what cultivate means. To cultivate means to break up in preparation for sowing or planting. So people who want to sow peace, make way and make preparations to sow peace. But in order to make preparations to sow peace, you have to be in peace. So you can have peace and not be so in peace. What does that mean, Chris? That means that I can be at peace with myself. I can be at peace with where I'm at, but I have no intentions of sowing peace, nowhere I go. I am a hoarder of peace. I am a hoarder of my peace. Because see, what happens is when you go through so much in life and you finally reach a level of peace, I'm not gonna let nobody disturb my peace. I'm I'm just not gonna do it. But see, people who sow peace, they reap fruits of righteousness, which is wisdom that's from above. Because it says in verse 17 that wisdom is full of mercy and good fruits. You can't produce good fruits if you're not sowing for those fruits, how much more could you have if you sow? How much more could you have if you sow? You can keep the peace that you got, or in peace, you can cultivate peace, sow seeds of peace, and produce fruits of righteousness. all right, or produce fruits of, and produce fruits of righteousness, and walk in the wisdom of God, I love y'all, man, I pray y'all got something from that, I pray that it touched your heart, I know it's 12 o'clock in the morning when I'm at, and a lot of y'all ready to go to bed, for those who miss anything, I promise you, I will try to post this tomorrow. I love y'all. Lord, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray your will over all those under the sound of my voice. Whether they're watching it live or watching it on your broadcast, Lord. I'm praying this prayer of your children. Lord, I pray that we learn how to find peace in you and also sow peace and reap the fruits of righteousness, Lord. That we may walk in your wisdom all of our days on earth. Understand that all your wisdom comes from above, and everything else is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Lord, may we remember that our tongue controls, Father God, our body. And when we have envy, selfish ambition, and bitterness in our hearts, it produces disorder in us that causes us to move our mouths in ways that leads our body into every evil practice. Father God we just pray your righteousness Lord of your son over our life. Lord I pray over all the heads tonight Lord that they may get good rest Lord and that this word may be planted in their hearts Father God to produce the righteousness that only you can produce and in Jesus name we uplift you Father God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.